0: parents, welcome to this podcast on your child and scoliosis. As a child life specialist, my role is to support both you and your child before, during, and after any procedures associated with their diagnosis and disease. As a child life specialist, I am trained to help children and their families understand and normalize the hospital environment and experience. I provide developmentally appropriate support, preparation, and therapeutic play opportunities to your child so as to decrease anxieties associated with being in the hospital. I understand that each of your children is unique, but I would like to provide you with some information that will assist you as your child deals with their scoliosis diagnosis. First, I would like to start off by explaining to you, the parent, what scoliosis is, what are the symptoms, how it is treated, and what you can expect as the short-term and long-term effects. I will also be explaining to you the potential stressors related to the disease and give you tips on how you can explain the disease to your child and help support them through their journey. It is important to have an understanding of the spine and what it is made up of. The spine is comprised of 24 individual bones called vertebrae. These vertebrae are separated by discs. The discs enable the spine to be flexible. The spine is made up of three regions. These regions are the cervical spine, which is made up of seven neck vertebrae. Then there is a thoracic spine, which is made up of 12 vertebrae. This part of the spine is situated in the chest area. Finally, there is the lumbar spine. This area of the spine is in the lower back and is made up of five vertebrae. In addition, your your spine has five fused vertebrae, which appear below the lumbar spine and make up what what is called the sacrum. On the inside of your spine, we have the spinal column, which houses the spinal cord. The spinal cord has nerves that project out from spaces between each of the vertebrae. Now that we have an understanding of what makes up the spine, we will discuss your child's disease called scoliosis. When looking at a person who does not have scoliosis, their spinal column is straight. In people diagnosed with scoliosis, we see a sideways shift of the spine either to the left or right. This this resembles a C, backward C, or an S. These curves in the spine are greater than 10 degrees when measured and are referred to as as a Cobb angle. This degree of curvature is what is defined as scoliosis. Thus, a simple definition of scoliosis is a curve in the spine greater than 10 degrees. Scoliosis is most common in the thoracic and lumbar regions of the spine and can involve only one or both regions. The most common curve pattern is a right thoracic curve. When scoliosis is present in only one region, the curve will resemble a C or backward C. If it presents in two regions, it will resemble an S. You're probably wondering what has caused my child to have scoliosis. In most cases, there is no known cause for scoliosis. Therefore, it occurs in people who are otherwise healthy. We call this idiopathic, which means cause unknown. Scientists have determined that idiopathic scoliosis is a a genetic condition. However, they still continue to do research so that they will one day be able to isolate the combination of genes that cause this disorder. Studies so far have suggested that uneven growth rates between the front portion of the vertebrae and the back portion of the vertebrae may be the cause of scoliosis, but this is still not conclusive. There are different types of idiopathic scoliosis, the type that your child may have is in is dependent upon the age when it began to develop. These idiopathic scoliosis types are referred to as infantile onset idiopathic scoliosis, which develops in children age 0 to 3, juvenile onset idiopathic scoliosis, which develops in children age 4 to 9, and adolescence idiopathic scoliosis, which develops in children age tw- 10 to 8 through 18. You are likely wondering how common scoliosis is. Idiopathic scoliosis is present in approximately 2-3% to 3% of adolescents. Of these 2-3%, 1 in 500 will require active treatment, and only 1 in 5,000 will have curves that progress to the point where surgery will be recommended. Thus, scoliosis can be mild, moderate, or severe. In the case of mild and moderate scoliosis, it is rarely progressed once adolescents stop growing. That is, girls up to 15 and boys up to 17 years of age. Girls and boys are equally affected by small degrees of scoliosis. However, girls are eight times more likely than boys to have curves that progress. There are cases where scoliosis may be associated with other muscles and nerve disease, such as cerebral palsy and muscular dystrophy. But this presentation, we are only speaking about idiopathic scoliosis. Your family doctor, pediatrician, school screening nurse, or even you yourself may have first noticed a curve in your child's spine. You may have noticed that one shoulder was higher than the other, one shoulder blade was more prominent, that it is it is stuck out more. One hip was higher than the other, one leg may appear longer, your child's waist did not appear straight, their trunk or ribcage has shifted to one side, or their head was not centered over the middle of their hips. These are all signs of scoliosis, although they may be difficult to see with the untrained eye. It is important to understand that your child's curve has developed because the spine has rotated to the left or the right, and not because your child has poor posture or carried heavy objects. It is also important that you recognize that your child's scoliosis or the fact that you did not see any evidence of it is not your fault. Changes to a child's body occur rapidly during pre-adolescence and adolescence. And this is a time that children are typically more private about their bodies. Also, changes may not have been very subtle and therefore no outward deformity was evident. In order to confirm scoliosis, your doctor will complete an examination of your child's back and then refer you to an orthopedic specialist. This is a doctor who is trained in bones and musculature. You may be wondering how your child with scoliosis will be treated. Your child will be monitored regularly and will see an orthopedic specialist for physical examinations. For your children or adolescents who have been diagnosed with mild scoliosis, they will generally be seen by a specialist every four to six months to monitor their spinal curvature while they are still growing. For children with moderate scoliosis, they will be referred to an orthopedic department for bracing. A custom brace is fitted and worn by the patient to reduce the risk of the curve progressing. The brace does not, however, lessen, correct, or reverse the scoliosis. In case of severe scoliosis, treatment is through surgery. This is called a posterior spinal fusion with instrumentation also known as PSF I. Following surgery, your children recover in the hospital, then at home for approximately one month. Upon return to school, your children child will initially not participate in sports. Introduction back into sports will be gradual and sports with the potential for collision must be avoided. The long-term and short-term impact of scoliosis will depend upon the severity of the curve and the timeline and type of medical intervention. Untreated scoliosis may result in restrict, restricted mobility, chronic pain and breathing problems. Cosmetic and related psychosocial concerns may be an ongoing issue. You may be wondering how to explain this all to your child. It is important to provide explanations developmentally appropriate terms. It will also be important for you to explain to your child the reason for seeing the specialist. Tests that will be performed, reasons for bracing the process, need for compliance, acknowledged and discuss their stressors and normalize their experiences all as follows. In order to understand what the next process is for your child, as a child life specialist, I will now turn to helping you explain scoliosis to your child. It is important to explain to your child what scoliosis is. I would suggest explaining scoliosis and the spine to your child by using concrete visuals such as pictures and easily constructed crafts, which are all part of medical play. I would explain it as follows. This is a person's back. If you run your fingers down the middle of the person's back from their skull to their bottom, you will feel bones that are sticking up. These bones make up your spine and are called vertebrae. Vertebrae are stacked one on top of another in your spine. Let's explore the model that I have made. The licorice twizzler is your spinal cord, which helps your body to perform an action like twisting. It also passes along information to your brain. The pretzels are the vertebrae, which help protect the spinal cord and help support your body. The gel fruit life- lifesavers are the discs between the vertebrae, which act as shock absorbers and protect your vertebrae from the impact of any activity. Your spine is able to bend, twist, and turn. If you're- your spine was made of only one big bone and not many small ones you would not be able to bend over usually a person's vertebrae sit on top of one another in a straight line your spine is different because you have scoliosis this means that you have a curve in your spine if i take my finger and move and move the twizzler and pretzels which are like vertebrae to one side or the other you see a curve just like the curve you have in your back sometimes when you have scoliosis your back or head may hurt. You will go to an orthopedic doctor. That is a doctor who looks after bones and knows a lot about scoliosis. The doctor will see how big of a curve you have in your spine and will decide how it's going to treat your scoliosis. When you first visit the orthopedic specialist, the doctor will look, ask you some questions about your family medical history. Mom and or dad can help you in explaining this. Next, the nurse will want to measure your height. They will do this by making you stand against a wall that has a measuring tape on it. This will allow the nurse to see how tall you are. After your height has been taken, the doctor will examine you, which means looking at your back and spine. The doctor will ask you to bend forward. This is called the Adams forward bend test. The doctor will use a scoliometer, meter, which looks like a protractor that you use when you measure angles in math class. The doctor will measure the amount of rotation in degrees by placing the scoliometer meter on your back as you are bent over. No part of this procedure will hurt you. Your doctor will then order x-rays of your spine, so you will go down to the x-ray department in the hospital. For the x-ray, you will put a hospital gown on and remove any jewelry. This is so the pictures are clear and the jewelry does not alter the picture that is being taken of your spine. The radiological technician, that is the person who takes the x-rays, will then take you into a room where they will make you stand against a special machine, that is a camera. The technician will make sure that you are standing in the right position. Your job is to keep very still. The technician will then ask you to take a deep breath and hold it until they have taken the picture. This will be very quick. The technician may then come and turn you around and take a few other pictures. While the technician is taking the x-rays, you may hear a clicking sound. The machine will not hurt you. Once your doctor has looked at your x-rays, he or she will then explain to you what they can see and what treatment they recommend for your scoliosis. For the purpose of this portion of my presentation, I have assumed the child is 12-year-old female who has moderate scoliosis with a curve approximately 40 degrees and will be fitted with a brace. I will now proceed to show you how you may explain brace fitting to your child. Because you are still growing and we do not want your curve to get bigger, the doctor has said you are going to need to wear a brace. A brace is like a tortoise shell that you wear on your body. The brace acts like a cast and straightens and holds your spine so that it does not shift any further. You can search the internet and find pictures of a doll or teddy wearing a brace and show this to your child and explain to them that there's will look very similar. Each person's brace is made just for them. You will visit a person called an orthotist and they will make a brace for you. To make the brace, you will put a tube stocking over your t-shirt. The orthotist will then wrap a wet plaster of Paris bandage on top of the stocking until they have formed a cast of your body. That is a hard shape that is a mold of your body. Once this has dried, the orthotist will cut it off and this cast will be sent away to place where they will use it as a mold to make your brace. If you want, you will be able to choose a fancy plastic design, which will be specifically glued on the outside of your brace to make it look pretty. The inside of the brace will have padding, which makes the brace fit snugly. This holds your spine in the, in the brace so that there is a lot, not a lot of movement which will stop your spine from growing with more curvature. You will start off wearing your brace for a few hours a day and will increase wearing it until you wear it for 23 hours a day. It is important that you continue to wear your brace so that your spine does not curve anymore. You will visit your orthopedic doctor every six months so that you can check how your spine is looking. The doctor will usually make you get an x-ray. You will also visit the orthodontist as they will have to check that your brace is still fitting snugly. If it is not, they will adjust it by adding extra padding as a patient it is important to remember that adolescents are concerned about body image physical changes and how they provided or sorry how they're perceived by their peers it will be important for you the parent to encourage communication with peers and opportunities for self-expression additional stressors could be physical discomfort when wearing the brace as your child may experience sha- chafing and/or a sense of restricted breathing as most of us know the tween and teen years are filled with important issues like who is hanging out with whom, popularity, looks, and the latest trends. Trying to stay current with friends and schoolmates is doubly hard when your child is also trying to hide a brace under their shirt. No one wants to be ostracized, and many kids worry about what others will think or think if classmate spots their brace. There are a number of organizations, websites, and peer-to-peer resources that help teens with scoliosis not feel so isolated. For example, Curvy Girl is a site where young girls can connect with other girls who have scoliosis. It will also be important to shop for clothing that is fashionable, comfortable, and covers and conceals the brace so that your child is not self-conscious. To help your child understand the different processes that they will experience, it is a good idea to use different strategies. You can engage in medical play, which allows them to actually see, feel, and play with the various medical apparatuses that they will encounter while they are either being fitted for a brace or being x-rayed, being measured with the meter, or, or getting ready for postural spinal fusion surgery. When children are exposed to the medical apparatus and interventions that they will experience prior to their actual medical procedure, anxiety and stressful experiences are minimized and the child copes better as they know what to expect. As a parent, it is important to recognize that medical play facilitates a greater understanding of the specific procedures your child will be facing and fosters greater Parental self-confidence and support, while also decreasing anxiety and promoting more positive experiences for both you and your child. Studies have in fact shown that when parental anxiety is lower, children's de-stress and anxiety is also better controlled. You can also provide your child with a variety of materials that will enable them to create their own model of a spine. The model that I made and used to explain the spine to your child was made with a long licorice Twizzler, pretzels, and gummy lifesavers. This craft allowed your child to have a better conceptualization of what the spine looks like and the various parts that comprise it. The model also enabled your child to manipulate the spine and visually see what curve in their spine looked like. Pictures, storybooks, and dolls or teddies wearing replica models of the braids can also be used to facilitate medical play. Journaling is also a great coping tool for adolescents as it allows them to write down their feelings and not be concerned about how others will perceive what they feel or are stressed about. I hope this presentation will be useful to you as you and your child all navigate their scoliosis journey. As a child life specialist, I'm always available to assist your child, your siblings, and of course you. I'm here to answer any questions, provide for better understanding and medical experiences, and to advocate for your child and family's needs. As we travel through your child scoliosis journey, I'll provide you with many different tools and coping strategies so that their scoliosis diagnosis will be easier to understand and experience. Thank you.